Friday, and it's 4 o'clock, so it's time to enjoy our conversation with Mike Lombardi, which is sponsored by Zooty. To build any app your company needs in one week, visit Zooty.com for details. Infinium Spirits, Templeton Rye Whiskey for the Strong Spirited. And by Town Fair Tire, nobody beats Town Fair Tire, nobody. Joining us in the Harbor One Hotline is Mike Lombardi. Mike, how you doing? Lou, uh, Christian, and Fitzy. Uh, hello, everyone. How are we doing there? Everything good? Uh, yeah, for the most Listen, part, we're, sure. We, we're doing well. Um, I want to bring this up because we were just talking about it. It just broke. This John Gruden versus the NFL, this lawsuit, alleging that yeah. they um, you know, try to destroy his career through malicious, orchestrated campaigns. Mike, we said this back when it happened. 650,000 emails. And this is the emails. These are the two or three emails they pull out of it. And he ends up uh, being fired or let go. Your thoughts? I, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm reading the – you can go to the Las Vegas Review-Journal online, and they have the deposition up there, you know, and uh, the defendant's intentional interference has said the plaintiff has damaged in the excess of $15 million. And so it's going to be interesting to see if they can prove it. You know, can they prove that the league leaked these information? Everybody suspects it, but can they prove it? I think that's yeah. what's going to be fascinating to see moving forward. And this will have a ripple effect on other things that happen. Because, yeah. you know, it, this, it, where this goes, it's going to have antennas. And as I mentioned, ripples, it's going to increase, you know, the scope of other people that perhaps the league have put things out about. That, that it may have caused some harm. You know, I know you're not part of the uh, the, the litigation team, um, but I'm curious <laughs> to know. I'm curious to know, like, what just you know, just in general, just your thoughts and conversation. Like, if you think Mark Davis, well, how much will uh, he will have to do with this? Well, he's you know he he's going to be sued in the damages. He's one of the 32 owners. Gruden, okay, so so read, okay, okay. Yeah, so this is Gruden brought a lawsuit against the National Football League. You know, the National Football League and Roger Goodell. And so, you know, it's the entire league, which is all 32 teams. He didn't exclude the Raiders. What does that tell you then? You know, I, I don't know what it tells me. I would have thought that, you know, he felt like, you know, I guess me. And I, again, you're right. I'm not a lawyer. So maybe <laughs> he had to include the league, the Raiders in there because they're yeah. the ones who actually forced him to terminate. That I don't know. Yeah. Sorry about that, Mike. So looking forward to the game Sunday, actually, turning our attention to Foxborough. we got a big one Sunday, two five and four teams. Could have some long-term playoff implications in the AFC. Which way do you think Bill goes in terms of taking on a slightly undermanned Browns offense? Do you think he tries to shut down Baker and says, beat me with your backup running back, or is it we're going to shut the run game down? Go ahead, Baker, see what you got. Well, I think this is a fairly easy game to decide on how to play it, right? If you examine the Browns' season, you really study them, which Coach Belichick has probably done way more than anybody is. To, to really have any success against this team, you must limit big plays. And big plays in this offense occur in the passing game. Big plays in this offense occur in the running game. Minnesota, they scored 14 points. No big plays in that game. Arizona, they scored 14 points. Arizona allowed no big plays. Denver, they scored 17 points, no big plays. Pittsburgh, 10 points, no big plays. Cincinnati, 41 points, a bunch of big plays. 60-yard touchdown run, 70-yard touchdown pass. Chargers, 42 points, big plays. This is a game about big plays. You must limit the big plays. You must force Baker Mayfield to play quarterback behind the center, play it from the pocket, and then make him string together 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 plays 
before they score and see if they can keep consistent execution within that. If you limit the big plays and they occur on run and pass, then you've got a really good chance to hold them under 20 points. You know, Mike, on the other side of that, uh, we saw last week Mac Jones um, didn't throw the ball, didn't need to really in that second half, but with that good pass rush, probably just more of a game plan than anything. This week, uh, do you expect to see him throw the ball, especially with a questionable running back room for the New England Patriots? Is this the week he tries to open up? Because they've got a pretty good secondary as well and get after it. Well, I mean, you can throw the ball in Cleveland. Look, you can you can do some damage against the Browns secondary. We, I mean, the Chargers, you know, they, the Chargers moved it up and made big plays against them. You know, they threw for 381 yards in that game. I mean, you can throw the ball. Pittsburgh, as bad as Pittsburgh is offensively, and I mean, I don't mean to throw, but the way Ben plays, they throw for the, they threw for 255 yards against them. The thing you got to be able to do is it starts with one player. You got to block Miles Garrett. You got to block Miles Garrett. And for a team that has great pass rush, this is fascinating. They typically don't create many turnovers. Now, last week they created three turnovers in the game, which one was a pick six for a touchdown. But before those three, they only had five turnovers in the other seven games, in the other eight games, I'm sorry. So they're not a team that forces turnovers. You can move the ball on them. They play a lot of zone. You can take, you, you can throw the football. You can also run the ball on them. Now, you know, in the games where they struggled, Arizona ran for a buck 44 against them. Pittsburgh, that was one of their best games of the season offensively. Pittsburgh ran for a 115 behind an offensive line that I don't think is very good. So you've got to be able to control the ball, keep their offense on the field, and the key to the game, key to the game, you play from the front. Okay, so Arizona gets up, Arizona gets up 14 nothing on them. Cincinnati gets up 24-7 on them. You make them play from in front, all of a sudden they're a different team. Yeah, that's interesting, too, because if you're telling me that um, Baker Mayfield has to earn it, like don't give him the easy shot play, make him earn it every single down, um, I can understand why playing in front would kind of cause him to turn the ball over because maybe he's forcing it. But the one thing I was looking at is this Miles Garrett Isaiah Wynn matchup. Oh boy! I think no, I mean okay. So tell tell me how that goes. Oh, it's not going to be Miles Garrett versus Isaiah Wynn. It's going to be Miles Garrett versus New England Patriots. And they're not going to sit there and let them on an island. So what they're does that mean? Do the, they're not going to do the Matt Lafleur program. They're going to go over there and they're going to chip them. They're going to put a tight end over there. You know, they're going to make sure that, that every protection is going to be set to wherever Miles Garrett lines up. I mean, that's what Josh McDaniel spent all day Monday on. That's what Josh McDaniel spent all his time on. I mean, the, how are we making sure that we don't let this guy beat us? And we've got to handle it. Now, Brian Burns did a good job of trying to make some plays, and they did a good job of blocking Brian Burns at times. But, but this kid's better than Burns. And so you've got to set your protection. You've got to make sure that who's ever got Clowney can handle Clowney. And you've got to try to make sure you stay out of long-down situations so they can't pin their ears back. And – one of the things that I think you'll see differently with the Patriots have done since, since forever is they set inside out on all these guys. Nobody goes inside. You know, you've got to set inside out. You know, they don't vertical set. They don't give a two-way go. They set inside out, which then allows you to help on the outside. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go back to last week real quick because you mentioned Brian Burns. He gets the sack uh, and the fumble, and then the ankle is grabbed by Mac Jones, and everyone thinks he's a dirty player. But that's not my question. My question is, what happened? On, do you know the play I'm talking about? Because Hunter Henry was in the hit position. He's over there, and his job is to chip and release. Sure enough, Isaiah Wynn looks like he's super late, doesn't get back far enough. The corner is completely short, and he gets the sack. Who's yeah. is that? Is would you put that on Isaiah Wynn 
and Hunter Henry, or would you put that on Mac Jones? Or is it a combination? I think it's a, I think it's a communication between the tackle and the end. I, I think that, you know, that's one of the things why I think Ted Karras being at left guard has helped them uh, because it gives them everybody's talking to one another, you know, and, and one of the key things in offensive line is communication. Communication, and I think on that play, communication was the biggest reason. Do you, because I, I felt like Isaiah Wynn, not to get all technical for our listeners, but I felt like he stayed too long inside instead of yeah, hopping I, back I, out. And it was a short corner. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I, 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 again, I, I, did he think that? Did he think Henry was going to stay on the block yeah. the whole yeah, time? Right. Was it a full slide? You know, I mean, I don't know that. I don't know exactly because I wasn't in the room when they taught it. So I can't really say, but I think communication from my vantage point was responsible for that problem. Hey, Mike, uh, Bill spoke earlier today, as he does every Friday, but he gave sort of a uh, stop short of calling it. Oh, oh boy. Well, somebody's at the door, FedEx. The Am- I was going to say, it, is that it? It happened. Amazon. It happened. Am- sure, this, is this Bill Belichick the code man. word? <laughs> this poor mailman gets yelled at every single day. Every day. I mean, this poor guy, he's the nicest guy in the world, and, and he gets yelled at by these two loudmouth Italians. It's it's horrible. You know, the smallest dogs always have the biggest bark. I get it. Well, they're, uh, they're also Italian. They, they're they're, they're Legotos, so they come from Italy, and they bark, and they, oh, you know, it's, you know they, they're Italian. Do, they do they, they ta- eat pasta, and, they, and they're loud. Do they talk with their paws? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Stubborn. <laughs> they sit there, you don't finish your meatballs and your spaghetti. They sit there by the side. I love it. Oh, they don't miss. They they no. finish all the meatballs. Trust me. Uh, so my question was, uh, Josh. Rather, Bill gave like a three minute love letter to Josh earlier today in his Friday presser. Do you think that there's what, what could be the rationale behind that, or could that just be like a a moment of appreciation, or could there be an ulterior motive to him speaking so glowingly about him today? I think with Bill is, you know, I think it's appreciation. I think Bill's watches the league. He sees other offenses, and he thinks I'm really fortunate to have this really good coach on my staff. That's how I view it. I mean, you have to. I mean, we all watch the NFL. We all see Miles Garrett get single block. We watch Matt LaFleur go in a conference championship game and give no help to Billy Wynn at left tackle and wonders why the Bucks killed their quarterback. You know, I mean, we've seen it. And when you have a coach who understands how to set up a game and his ego is not worried about controlling how many yards he gets, he's more worried about winning the game, I mean, that goes a long way. I mean, people don't realize the dynamics and getting everybody in an organization on the same page. It's the hardest thing in sports. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody wants to do things differently. You get a coach who's willing to sacrifice his best interest for the good of the team, man, that goes a long, long way. And as bright as Josh is, it really helps them win. All right, we're talking to Mike Lombardi. Mike, I'm going to get your thoughts on, on Odell, the landing spot in the Rams. More, <laughs> more importantly, I, I'm curious your thoughts because it seemed like the Patriots were in on this, you know, and, and obviously didn't land him, but it seemed like they were in on him. So was that does that tell you that they feel like there was a need? I, I You know, being in and making a phone call are two entirely different things. You know, I, I think you could probably tell from the onset that New England was never going to be a player in this. Because this kid had visions of he wanted to go. I mean, LeBron's tweeting about him coming to L.A. You know, you know, over the last three years on fourth down plays, he's had nine drops. Has anybody watched tape on this player? Like, I know he's Odell, and I know he's got a big name, and the worldwide leader said that he's a, still a top ten receiver in football. But watch him. 
He wasn't the fourth best receiver on the on the team, on the Browns. Donovan People Jones made more plays. Landry makes way more plays. And, and and so did Higgins. And look at the amount of targets that he received compared to the amount of catches. Everybody says, well, they just don't know how to get him the ball. Look at his targets. Look at his targets. Grade the tape. Don't grade excuses. This is what it is. Like, I don't know how people do this. He, he went to the Rams. First of all, the Rams are going to have a hard time protecting him behind that offensive line, the way they blocked against Tennessee. But how's he getting the football? He's not better than Jefferson. So, is he better than Robert Woods? Real quick, Mike, because a lot of people are looking at him before they signed and said, well, the comparison's to Randy Moss. And you were part no, of that. Oh, stop, no, stop, 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 stop. That's ridiculous. Randy Moss was – I was there. Yeah. Randy Moss can fly. And when he flew to New England, it was flying. He could fly. It had, Randy Moss did not like the coaching staff in Oakland, and he made no bones about it. He thought that they were amateurs. He had nothing to do with his ability to play. This is totally different. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend of football. Looking forward to talking to you next week.